0: contact traces podcast. I'm your humble host Will. I'm with Orion Manson
1: and Mike Stenson. Say hello fellas. Hey hey. Hey hey, I'm Ryan, Ryan Manson and Mike Stenson. Mike Stinson, for sure that's all good.
0: So this podcast was bred out of what, brothers wanting to do a little more, right? Yes sir. So Today um, and going forward, these two brothers will be a mainstay with me on this podcast as we go down the rabbit hole. That is COVID-19 and contact tracing and vaccination and all other things that fall out from this. So I'm going to open up the floor and speak first uh, or whichever brother wants to speak first. Tell us why contact tracing was important how did you come to be to become a contact tracer? Just tell us where you were when the pandemic started and bring us to now being contact
1: tracers. Okay. I I guess I go first. I'm Ron Manson and I'm a contact tracer with Westside Health Authority. And I used to do, uh, I had my own construction company and we did, we installed drywall and did drywall repair. And, uh, then the pandemic hit and, um, I couldn't work, you know, I couldn't go into people houses and things like that. And, and, uh, mine was mostly residential. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't go in people houses and didn't feel safe going into people houses. So I had to transition to something else. And, uh, I'm from the Austin community. Um, I also am affiliated with an organization called Mac Men, Men's Accountability Council, and we were already in a neighborhood um, trying to make a, have a great impact on a on the youth in the community and people in general. Um, So we were already trying to do something about the violence in Chicago. And I just found this to be another way to um, do good in the neighborhood and try to help out the community. So that's why I became um, a contact tracer. And it was also, hit a little bit close to home for me. My mother had COVID-19, my father had COVID-19. He was on a uh, ventilation system. Uh, in the hospital, my sisters had, I had two sisters to have it, a nephew to have it. My, uh, son had it. And, um, one of my cousins just passed away. That was a nurse, um, working in, in one of the nursing facilities. And it's believed that he had, uh, COVID-19 and he recently passed away last year in July. So, um, COVID-19 and this pandemic is, is dear to my heart. And the reason why I do it is because I want to educate people on how to protect themselves and protect their families and um, just disseminate this information and make sure people get in facts because there's a lot of stuff out there um, for people to make their decisions, be it right or wrong. I just want people to have accurate information. So that's why I um, choose to do contact tracing and outreach that we're doing today. Yes, sir. Mr. Stenson. Yeah, man. You know, I guess I, some of the
2: same similar reasons that Ron talked about, it was my, my love for the community. You know, before, you know, I've been um, an activist organized for over 25 years, going way back to uh, West Garfield and West Garfield Community Activism is where I really learn the value of a voice, the value of, of being able to stand up as a, as a community, as a group and say uh, whatever it is that the group wants to say. And so, um, you know, early on when, when I saw the pandemic coming, um, I called up some people that I knew and I was like, hey, look, we've got to get in line for, for some of what's going on. We've got to make sure that some of what's going to happen, whatever it is, makes its way back to the west side of Chicago. And so, you know, some shifts in my life and, and we were able to uh, be chosen as a, as a group to um, be in the um, in the mix of uh, delivering the services of uh, a con- Contact traitors Corps. And, um, you know, thankfully I was chosen. Uh, but what I bring to the table is, is just a genuine love for people and, and much like what Ron said, it's important for me that people have uh, uh, the ability to make the correct choice based on the correct information, and I think that governments should acknowledge uh, the, the harm and the 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 harm and the and the hurt and the pain that's been forced upon um, you know our communities of color all across America. And so I think it's, it's a great time to really start a new conversation with people in higher authority about you know what's next for people. And that that uh, people have a say, whether they choose to take that vaccine or they don't choose. Uh, my job, like O'Ran said, is to just give them good, factual, you know, pertinent, truthful information.
0: Word up. Um, so to piggyback, um, I was a chef. Um, pandemic hit the culinary and hospitality industry. Um, especially hard. Um, And so, you know, not having much to do, not having anything to do, knowing that COVID-19 has been a menace to our society. um, When that opportunity came, I jumped on it. Um, Just out of a genuine willingness and wanting to help. And And so happy to have gotten on a team that does more than just contact trace. We go out in the community and we talk to people and we see how they're feeling. We see the impact of the pandemic on their lives. And we're just here to do more. Um, So shifting gears, um, we, we like to do something on the West Side Contact Traces podcast. Um we like to give the COVID toll. We like to, we like to, we like to update people on the numbers. We want to be informative as possible. So one thing that we will do in the information part of this will be having Ron run us down the COVID tolls. So if you would please now.
1: So the COVID totals for today is, um, for Illinois, is 1.14 million cases of 21,000 and 21,497 deaths. As of February 4th, um, 2021, there's been 3,304 new cases, um, bringing a seven-day daily average to 3,048 um, cases. So we will be keeping you guys abreast with uh, uh, what's going on in Illinois and uh, the new cases as as we learn informations with this daily uh contact um tracing. But what about
2: do you have you have totals on the national? Let me see and look that up right quick. Cuz I think um it's it's I think important to um And also look at the national as it relates to the, um, um,
1: you know, the local um, tolls. So um, that's that's a good point, Mike. So um, the United States, at a glance, it's twenty six million three hundred and ninety eight thousand three hundred and thirty seven cases in the U.S. And it's been. 35.2 35.2 million total vaccines administered. I don't know if that's right, but that's what the CDC COVID uh, 19 uh, COVID data tracker says. And it's been 449,020 deaths in the US within the last 30 days.
0: Wow, staggering numbers. Incredible numbers, brothers.
2: What can we do? Well, you know, I, I think, well, we've got to continue to do what we're doing, but we've got to start advocating. We've got to advocate um, for um, uh, the system. You know, it's, it's something about people. And I've been watching as people have so-called shifted to the vaccines that they're trying to, in some sense, make um, contact tracing of 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 non-effect you know and i think i think uh that they we should be doubling down on contact tracing and 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 getting a system uh more um uh, responsive uh to people when they find out that they do have a, a positive covet 19 test like perhaps um You know, show them a video, one of the CDC videos, one of the World Health Authority health organization videos that uh, lets people know exactly what that means and why we're asking you these questions about people around you. We're just not being nosy. We're really trying to get in front of this and make sure that people are making the correct decisions and get the correct information so the contract tracers can follow up and make sure that people are, are where they need to be. We need contract tracing. Uh, uh, and if people are going to get vaccination, that's, that's a part of the reality we're dealing with, as well as washing our hands, six feet distancing, um, and, and, and wearing our mask, and, and, and not having big Super Bowl parties, and you know all the stuff that we need to do. But I think we, it's both and. It's not just one thing. We've got to do more than just one thing. We
1: can't just put one thing down and pick one thing up so uh you want to elaborate a little bit more on that for the audience we we know what you mean by the shift but you want to okay. you want to elaborate a little bit more on what you mean by a shift that's going on that we feel is going on right well i've noticed within our contact tracing group um
2: that in the leadership as it's coming down from the the larger agencies that that administer this program um um, we're looking at you know staffing the pods. so more people to staff the pods, there'd be less people contact tracing, right? Uh, but I think we need to do both so that we don't just shift to pods and vaccinations, but we shift to pods and vaccinations, but also we keep a robust uh, contact tracing crew uh in place. Uh because I think it's just I think it's highly important to stay in communication with people uh every day. So perhaps for one contact treacher may get five or seven or eight calls, but if you take a hundred or two hundred people, well, that's that's a great number of calls. And and that leads to people making the correct decision and it helps to stem the tide uh of the of the uh of the virus and the outbreak. So we just have to think on our feet. And, and while we're on the ground, I think we need to advocate and tell people, look, we need to make sure we keep a robust uh, contact tracing force in place as you build these pods and and move toward doing more vaccinations in the state.
1: So just to uh, reiterate what you're saying, um, the the focus is moving from just solely contact tracing, and um, finding out who've been around. Mm -hmm. Now it's shifting to vaccination and and encouraging people and informing people about vaccination. Mm -hmm. And honestly, everything evolves and and, and we have to graduate um, as we get more information. So I can see why it is um, going in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you said, it shouldn't be either or. And I'm not saying that that's what the case is. I think they're going to, and this is what I think, they're going to have to keep some contact traces around because um, that is how you are going to track that information and um, figure out who's in contact with who once they get tested and they possibly test uh, positive, even though they, some people are still going to end up getting that vaccination anyway. So... Yeah, I agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, so my thing with uh vaccines and with this vaccine in particular, that's too much unknown. Um and I don't we don't look to influence anyone, but just me uh being the devil on the shoulder. Um
1: <laughs>
0: I don't see Like, like how you can, how you could, if with so much unknown, how you could influence a group of people, how you could rightfully with a straight face influence a group of people to go one way or the other. Uh, and, and, And why should information trickle down? Why can't it just come out? Hey, the Moderna vaccine. Has messenger RNA, this, that, and the third that we've cut that with. And this is what it does. Hey, the Pfizer vaccine, the same thing. We don't, we're not getting enough of that. And I don't think we're getting enough of that to make a decision. Everybody is making this rad, this brat, this rash, you know, quick decision. Hey, I'm taking it. Hey, I'm not taking it. And there needs to be a little more education involved for me for even to have hit the market, I think is irresponsible.
1: Well, I, I you know, I agree with you uh, to a certain degree. And and in fact, as we go out and we do our outreach, that's what we are coming across as we talk to the people. They are concerned that, you know, uh, it's not enough information or they're not getting their informations um, from the right sources or credible sources or anything like that. However, I do feel like something has to be done. It's something that has to be done. Um, and I'm not encouraging nobody to go out and get vaccinated or anything like that. I, I do think, uh, that the government and the city of Chicago, the CDC and the Chicago department of public health have to do something to address it. um, and, and I think that's what they're trying to do. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's what they're trying to do. Um, but we have to kind of take ownership of that ourselves, too. You know, I, I think that's important that we um, get more involved, not just us as contact tracers, but in the community. Find out what's going on. Find out who's at risk. Find out um, the different um types of uh, vaccinations. And, and if you should take it, if you're not, you know, find out the information, do some research. And, we're, and I think that's the purpose of this podcast too, that we also um, give people what we know and, and, and um, the research that we have and, and um, just get that information out there. We, we can't tell people what to do and what not to do, but we just need to get that information out there as far as, uh, so that they can make a more informed decision. what you
2: think? Well, yeah, and and I think we find find that out when we go to the streets.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: We've gone to the streets, and I know the first time we went out, people were like, no, and hell no, Mm -hmm. right? And I can really feel people loosening up. I can feel people, you know, having more, when they talk about, you ask people a question when interviewing people out in the community, they, they tend to have, some information when before it, it was just hearsay. They, they, you know, I can really tell by the words that they use that that they at least paying attention. I mean, you have to be living on a rock not about to, to know it because it's everywhere. That's the only, just about the only topic,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that and Trump. You know, that's the only right. topic. Right. You know, the country's really talking about now. So I think it's really critical, like you said, Ron, just to, for people to continue to to dig down and get the information that they need mm-hmm. for their comfortability level, right?
0: And since since government is hell-bent on imperialism...
1: Oh, my God. Are we going there? Uh-oh, right on that. I'm just joking. <laughs> and, and it, was just too really. it was just a joke. It was a really a just a joke. It was really just a joke. Systematic domination. Like, okay, brother. Okay, okay. No, okay. no. I, it, it
0: was Breathe. just a joke. Yeah. But no, since since the government presides over everything what role does it have in getting us proper info rather than you know getting corporations to incentivize their employees just merely doing that you know to get more vaccines just instilling the fear so that people will vaccine what well, what other role does government play what re- realistic role does government
1: play in us getting vaccinated, Or I, vaccinated You know I, I think the government Plays a major role uh, Because they Have the funding Right They have the funding On On uh, and, and they have A A fiduciary I believe that's the right word Mediciary. Obligation no, Yeah a, a fiduciary Obligation To You know The people Of the United States To To uh, look out for their well-being. So I think that they have that. But more importantly, you know, um, we have to take charge of what's happening, you know, for ourselves. And, you know, I forgot this. I don't know. Forgive me if I'm quoting this the wrong way, but it's the saying that he who controls the diameter of your knowledge controls the circumference of your life in, in other words, that if we are waiting for the government to um, to do everything for us, then we're in trouble. When, 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 when we have to take ownership of that ourselves, well, I'm definitely so, up
0: with that, brother. So, I understand that.
1: Right. So what that means is we got to start doing our own research, and and that's what this task force has been doing. You know, us as contact tracers, we every week we got somebody that's doing research. We got somebody that we talking to that's in the field. Like we just did training of talking to a nurse that works for Stroger, that's on on the front line of them of that battlefield. Or uh, 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 front line of the battle line, and, and, and she's bringing us information of what's going on and, and what that looks like, and so we can go out and we can tell people in the community, "Hey, contract trace is important." Because I'll never forget, Mike, that first time we was out there, people was like, "No, I'm not. I don't want. I'm not giving up my people information about who I was around and this, that, and the other." But when I asked them, "But what if you can save their life?" you mm-hmm. know, the conversation shift. Understand. Yeah. You know, it was like a paradigm shift. Like, you know what? I, I just might share, you know, so it's things like that. Um, we have to disseminate that information, make sure that it's correct and make sure that people understand what's going on and, um, kind of put them at ease to, um, work with contact traces and, and, and work on preventing the spread of it. But, yeah. As far as it just being the, the government's job. No. And I think we should take ownership of that. Um, because I, I don't want to leave what's going on in my life in the hands of somebody else, but it is their obligation. And, uh, and there's a fiduciary, uh, responsibility to do so, mm-hmm. but it can't be solely upon them. Right. Yes, sir. I, I agree with that,
2: you know, and, um, mm-hmm you know my my background is in you know activism organizing you know um my 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 background is in helping people um identify their power right, right. And, and, and 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 gain their voice and and uh, identify and hold on to their what's called agency that's the that's the root word of you know an agency a community organization agency where the individual has agency in, within themselves. And, and I, I, I advocate for us uh, on the ground, on the bottom, uh, to push policy, to push information. This, this podcast is revolutionary because we have the tools in place right now. We have the tools now to, to, to disseminate the word unlike any other time in history. Information is flowing. And government is in a flux right now because the people are growing at a faster clip than than the government. I mean, in our hands we have a cell phone, that, and we have. It's been said that uh, the average person walking around with a smartphone has about seventy five percent of the information that the government had fifty years ago. So we're catching up, and we're catching up quick. And I so so I think it's important for us. Um, yes, to, to engage government and to communicate with them and 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 lean on the government so that we can get, you know, the kinds of uh, realities that we need on the ground. I mean, if it's not there, we've got to say it. We've got to stand up. And, you know, in our group, we've got some dynamic people. I mean, dynamic. I don't want to leave anybody else. I don't really want to say names. But, you know, Dr. Day and, you know, and and Minister Laverne and 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 Will and Ron and Doctor Dr. Brown and 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 man a few yeah, other whole stuff man a host, I, I should even start. Connie, Connie. Yeah, oh my yeah. God we got some war horses we got some war horses yeah, yeah. War horses. yeah you yeah. know uh, Brother Rob you know uh, Pastor Robbie you know we man we got some war horses right that are doing unique incredible and creative things every day on this on this uh, pandemic uh, front line you know we're in a war. And we've got to keep that in mind. We're in a flat out war to save, uh, you know, our communities. And and it's, it's, uh, it's something we can't take lightly.
0: Yes, sir. And so in that vein of talking about dynamic people that are in our contact tracing group, there are more dynamic contact tracers on the West side than just those that work with us. And, we had a con. We had a, a, a opportunity to sit down with one from the West Garfield neighborhood. Uh, we talked to Cornelius Chandler earlier, and we're going to give you a little bit of that, brother Chandler. How are you? Man, I'm great. I'm great. How you doing, man? No complaints, bro. Hey, thank you so much for say, taking some time out to be on the West Side Contact Tracers podcast.
3: Oh man, no problem. You know, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure.
0: So let's get into your why. Why did you become a contact tracer? And well, um, it
3: originally started from, you know, just what I wanted to do with my career, man. I started off as a, uh, a manager in a warehouse. You know, part of the reason why I took a manager slide was just my love for helping people, man and giving them the correct information even on the warehouse level and you know just bridging that gap between what's factual and what's theoretical if you hear what I'm saying so I started with that you know I had an opportunity uh, a guy reached out to me had an opportunity to work for a non-profit in um East Garfield Park area and um, they had a contact tracing position I was like man that's the best way I can reach people and kind of help people that look like me.
0: Word, word. So, um, there is beginning to be like a shift in the way we handle COVID-19. It's going from contact tracing to vaccination. You have any concerns there? Um, my main concern is just giving people the right
3: information in regards to the vaccine and, and them training us on a level to where we we give the information the right way for people in our in our type of areas. You know, often do they talk to like scientists and and, and doctors and, and they come with all these big words that people from areas that we come from wouldn't really understand so it's important that they give us the information well so we can kind of give this information to people on a language term level and man we could you know give them the right information so they can make the decision for those for themselves a lot of people you know on the fence including myself so it's important that i have all the facts to be making a decision about the vaccine given how historically Blacks was treated in the medical field, you know? So it's important to me to say, hey, hey, I'm not convincing nobody either way to take a vaccine, but here are the
1: facts to my knowledge and be able to present that to them. You know what I mean? For sure, bro. Yeah, hey, Brother Cornelius, this is Ron, man. Um, What's going on, Ron? Good, good, I'm good, brother. Thanks for asking. Hey, my question is, how do you like Contact tracing because it's cool for some people and then it's not for other people. Are you running into any challenges over there in the West Side Garfield area? Yeah, absolutely,
3: it's challenging. Um, because you got so much misinformation about contact tracing out there. So it's people, people hanging up in your face, people people do not want to give you any information even though you tell them like, hey, you're protected by hippolans and all these things. They just don't want to give you any information. And and that's the most challenging part, especially when you're just a regular guy like myself. One, who's trying to do do that job, and two, I really can't. So man, I'm really trying to give you this information because I know some of the stuff that I'm saying to you, you might not have heard or heard on a consistent level to where it's stuck in your mind. So the job itself, these challenges is due to all the myths about contact tracing and what the government trying trying to do. But do I like the job? Absolutely. I meet great people. I, I hear great stories. I, I, I even hear stories that that's that's kind of bad. And just being a part of it and giving them some solutions is the best for me. So, man, I'm taking the good and the the bad, and I kind of love it, man.
1: Okay, uh, you know we doing, and, and part of this part, reason for this podcast is to get that information out that we see as contact traces that is so very valuable um, to our communities, right? So, have you ran into any challenges? We do outreach. I don't know if you guys are doing outreach, like like we going into the community, talking to people, and we finding out different things. Like nobody has been contacted after they tested and things like that is that going on like is somebody like the ball is being dropped somewhere as far as uh, contact tracing goes or the case investigation part of it like no one is following up and um, you think that that's a reason that our our numbers is low because honestly um, people on the west side they are not Part of the contact tracing program, like we would, in volume that we would need them to be. And right. um,
3: we're going to start out outreach. You know, we're going out as a community as well. You know, some things I discussed. With we, um, Will about what we were gonna do, with some ideas that he kind of bounced off me as well, kind of brought it to my team, and just giving people factual information about the vaccine, giving people factual information about current CDC um, guidelines, and, and actually touching the people. So that's something that someday we're in the process of doing now. Um, ideally, um, when you build in a big system like that, it's so fast you're gonna have errors. And I feel like in part that it's, it's the system and the way people use the system why, why it's been kind of ineffective. And what I mean is, um, like, the cogs. If, if you getting duplicate calls, you getting you getting um duplicate calls of the same people all the time, and that's a system issue, a Salesforce issue, in my opinion, and it's not due to the work that the contact is doing, or or the lack of them not calling out, or or not trying to reach people. You know, um, it's hard when you trying to manage a system that's relatively new with so many people. So I definitely understand why it is it is it, it is issues. You know what I'm saying, but but, the work that you're doing and the work that we're trying to do actually go out to these communities and actually give them pamphlets, actually talk to them to answer these questions is the most, the most effective when it comes to opposition. And I think that's why they kind of trying to segue it to community health work segue it to us actually out and about, opposed to just sitting at home and trying to make these
0: calls. Word up. Man. Corn Channel, thank you so much for taking this time out with the Westside Contact Tracers podcast, man. Oh, pleasure, 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 And, bro. and dope content and, and, and giving us another point of view, man. We're going to be hollering at y'all real soon, brother. Thank you. So uh,
3: you're most welcome. I just wanna say the work that you and and are doing and you guys creating this podcast shows the level how much you actually care about the people. And I think that's gonna gonna be the, the difference between actually, you know, making an impact on the virus and really stopping the spread. I really do. World
1: up. Hey Corn, is, is there anything else you want to add Like anything you want to see done different Any ideas that you think Could help um, get this information Out there you know, When it comes to
3: Us as contact tracing And I think this will help just continuing A motivational piece for us, for us and continue to update The system so it could be You know line with what the CDC said Because often we have to adjust our scripts because it's not the same information that the CDC is saying. You know what I mean? So if they keep that up to date um, if the people just don't overthink it and, and try to sound like a robot and really try to meet the people at their level, I think that
1: would be the two things that would be the most impactful on stopping the spread. Right, well, thanks, brother. Uh, man, we appreciate you. Like, like Will said, we appreciate you and we're grateful for you gracing us with your presence and, and your info of what's going on over there on, on on the west side, on the West Garfield side of Chicago. Uh, keep up the good work and stay safe, brother. Keep, keep on you. All right, you guys too, man. Thank you guys so much.
3: Y'all keep up the good work as well. And it was a pleasure being on the show, man. All right,
0: All right. thank you, brother. Love. All right, love.
2: Yeah, well, man, that was exciting, man. Uh, uh, Cornelius from um, uh, Garfield Park, man, was giving some great, great, great tidbits, man. I like the part that he was talking about when he said that, uh, you know, just giving people just correct, factual information. You know, I think that was really, really critical. And then, you know, the part where he talked about, you know, really adding some some systems uh, changes within the, you know, we would know because we're contact tracers, you know, but. But uh, uh, doing certain things systematically that can help, you know, um, the flow of phone calls to the contact tracer so we can do more work. And uh, and that's really great. That that's that fits right into when he said when he talked about community and and finding unique ways. The same thing that we're doing. So, it, it, you know, Ron, it, it, it fits right into what we're doing by hitting the streets going to the L stations, talking to people. We're getting a lot of fresh, new, on the ground information that we can communicate via this podcast, uh, the Westside Contact Tracers podcast, and also in our group, you know, and throughout the community. What you think, Ryan? I,
1: I agree with that. I think um, it, it's, it's pretty common. I think that all of us have a, a commonality in, in having some of the same reasons as to why we became contact tracers because A, we wanted to... Um, do something to impact the community and make sure that they have the information to make informed decisions. So I agree with that. I do think that it was, it is some changes that can be made. Don't know if that those changes will be made, if it's enough time or if it's worth it, but we just have to continue doing what we're doing and, um, putting the information out there and spreading it on the streets and making sure that people got that information to make a Informed uh, decision. Uh, what about you, Will?
0: Yeah, I personally I enjoy uh, having that conversation with, with, with Corn because he's a passionate person and he speaks the same language that all contact tracers does. He he's he's you know meaningful when he said that he's not just sitting there collecting the check. He means everything that he said in that piece. Um, and and even more, so it was just it was great to talk to him. It was great to talk to him on that level, most definitely. And um, it's always great to talk to Westside contact traces
2: yes, on yes, our sir. podcast. That's um, what's up.
0: Yep. And just gonna leave you with this: continue to pray. Outside your house. Don't just pray for everyone inside your house not to catch COVID or whatever your prayer is. Pray for everyone because we all need prayer and we all need support getting through this crazy time. This was the West Side Contact Tracers Podcast. Thank you so much for listening.